welcome to yet another episode of DisruptX's impact series focused on the future of agri-tech. Joining me for, for this episode is Ravi Shankar Shirur, co-founder and COO of Stellaps, an India-based startup that leverages the power of technology to improve dairy supply chain parameters. Ravi, a very warm welcome to DisruptX. Although we couldn't have you at the studio, but it's a pleasure to have you on the show. Thank you so much for joining us. Thank you so much uh, for inviting me. Glad to be here uh, on your uh, show. Thank you. And we are very eager to uh, know more about Stellaps, but um, allow me to start with uh, the kind of evolution you've seen in the Indian agri-tech landscape. Indian agri-tech landscape, uh, when we started about uh, 11 years back, was very sparse. There was not too much, um, uh, you know, tech happening in the Indian agri or uh, dairy sector. India is a very, uh, you know, very heavy agri-centered uh, uh, economy. Um, uh, so, but still, much tech was happening in uh, in the in that space, uh, but now the pace has uh, picked up. Um, in the last uh, three to four years, a lot of things are happening in the Indian agri tech uh, space. Uh, there are many startups and uh, there are many established companies who are trying to apply uh, tech uh, in the Indian agri, dairy, poultry, livestock domain. Um, a lot of experiments are being done, how to uh, increase the prof profitability of the farmer, how to get better um, uh, market linkage for the farmers, how to improve the quality, how to provide traceability. A lot of tech is happening in these uh, space. Uh, experiments are happening in uh, almost all areas, including market linkage, agri-inputs, uh, animal trading, uh, you know, payments. Uh, there are many, many, many um, startups and established companies who are trying to uh, bring technology into the, all these uh, possible areas. Uh, you know, things like uh, um, uh, artificial intelligence, cloud-based, IoT, etc., are mm -hmm. coming in, which is very, uh, you know, the path that we took about 10, 11 years back is really picking up now. And um, I think the farmers are going to benefit a lot. Uh, it's, uh, it's, it's moving in an extremely fast pace and uh, it's covering a lot of uh, states in India today. Absolutely. The kind of developments um, are really inspiring. You've uh, actually, you know, summarized very beautifully. But if I have to ask you, are there um, any inspiring examples from, say, agri-tech or dairy uh, farming landscape, you know, uh, that you would like to particularly mention, uh, ones that are really making a difference um, in the lives of farmers as well as in the lives of consumers, also sort of beneficial for businesses? Sure, uh, there are many uh, instances. Uh, let me take, a, you know, I can't say one is better than the other. Let me take a few mm -hmm. examples, okay? Uh, one example, let's say, um, about uh, the traceability of the, you know, uh, inputs. Let me take mm -hmm. an example of uh, um, organic uh, uh, dairy. 
okay um, one of our customers uh, called as akshay kalpa they are making a lot of uh, inroads in uh, getting good organic milk into the market uh, they are not only giving consumers a much better product to consume but they are also able to make a big difference to the farmers as well farmers are able to make a good income in terms of um, in terms of uh, making uh, 50000 to 1 lakh rupee per month from about 5 acres of uh, land uh, and and without uh, doing too much of uh, drudgery right i mean usually dairy is seen as drudgery but uh, without doing too much of drudgery how can farmers earn a decent income uh, um, by providing organic milk input to the um, uh, to the customers uh, another mm -hmm. example is uh, mupe uh, for example mupe is all about providing payments uh, to the farmers to their uh, bank accounts directly by eliminating a lot of uh, middlemen um, right so uh, payments Could you elaborate a little bit on mupe this i would have asked you this uh, a little bit uh -huh. into the interview but that's a very beautiful integration between agritech and fintech and mm -hmm. uh, it is a great example of how technology is being leveraged for good because it it, it kind of empowers uh, the farmer community uh, if you can please elaborate a little bit on that on the concept sure, itself and sure. how it's doing you know what it's doing sure sure mupe is a culmination of uh, a few different ideas in the in the fintech uh, for uh, rural or agri okay one one concept is that how do we make the payment into the farmer's bank account directly okay right. so there are um, uh, the white revolution has happened in india india is the number one milk producer in the country but very few dairy companies are able to directly pay the farmers dues into the farmer's account on of payment Okay, um, uh, uh, many middlemen come into the picture, many times cash transactions happen, a lot of mm -hmm. delays happen, mm -hmm. farmers don't know exactly how much was due to them and how much was paid. How, um, one of the concepts of Mupe is that we, uh, you know, transparently make the payment into the farmer's account on the day of the payment. Some of our customers like uh, Bilwara Milk Union from Rajasthan or uh, Paras Dairy from uh, um, uh, from Madhya Pradesh and UP, uh, which is also called as BRS, or uh, Mumar um, um, or uh, you know Greenfield Dairy, they are making payments to their uh, farmers' bank account on the day of the you know payment um, directly into their account. So that is one. Second thing is that. This enables the farmers to get a lot of uh, credit services. Okay, many of the farmers are uh, new to credit. If uh, if they walk into a bank or if they you know go to NBFC and try to get a loan, it's very difficult to get a credit scoring uh, for that. Okay, what Mupe does is that it is building a parallel credit scoring mechanism for the farmers based on the milk uh, that is being poured, um, based on the consistency on uh, at which they pour the milk, the quality of the milk, uh, etc. We Mupe is able to build uh, a good credit score for the farmers and say that hey, 
um, farmer, uh, you are eligible for 10,000 rupee loan or you are eligible for a 50,000 rupee cattle loan. It looks like you already have three cattle and you seem to be looking after your cattle well. So maybe you should, it's time for you to buy a fourth cattle. And here is the loan based on your, um, you know, move score that you have built up in the last three months with us. Right, so this enables the farmer to get the loan at his or her doorstep in the village. They don't have to go to the banks, fill up a lot of farms, etc. This right? is truly so inspiring. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So that is the move, and also things like insurance. Right, I mean, many times insurance companies want to reach out to farmers, provide them insurance, uh, but insurance companies don't know how to assess the risk involved with a certain thing that is being uh, insured. Uh, so Mupe is uh, bringing in insurance um, partners and saying, look, I know this farmer. I know how this farmer uh, is following certain protocols. Therefore, uh, you could lend your insurance service to this farmer up to this limit. Um, so different kind of fintech services we are able to bring to the farmers step at the village. Farmers doesn't even have to leave their village uh, to get many of these uh, services. Mupe is an example. Um, if you can take uh, um, another example apart from uh, Mupe, mm -hmm. um, let us say, um, uh, you know, cold chain monitoring is another uh, example. Okay? Um, uh, in India, um, uh, uh, the cold chain was limited to what is known as chilling centers for dairy companies, right? Milk used to be chilled only at the chilling center, but with the World Bank's assistance, more and more uh, milk chillers are being deployed in, at the village level. But there is no ease of tracking at what time the chiller was turning on, what what time the tailor was turning off. Did it use diesel, uh, you know, or was it using the electricity? How much diesel amount to be paid to the person who is operating it? Was the chiller cleaned thoroughly after? you know, uh, milk, uh, one batch of milk is taken and the next batch of milk is poured in. Um, there is no easy way uh, for customers to know, right? Let's say, let's take the example of uh, Belgam Milk Union or a Mysore Milk Union. Uh, they have thousands of bulk milk coolers in their operational areas. Um, and there is no easy way for them to know is the milk chilled to the appropriate temperature degree centigrade within the given amount of time was it cleaned as per the protocol set by the, you know set by them are they spending the right money on the diesel used for the you know uh, fuel consumed etc there is no easy way to know now with uh, uh, the technologies that were being deployed on the milk cold chain people are able to very easily know what is the optimum usage of this uh, just another example uh, since we're talking about the examples of that's fantastic. And uh, on that note, we move over to Stellabs. If you could please tell us a little bit about Stellabs and how, um, you know, this uh, startup is actually making the whole dairy ecosystem agile. Sure. Um, Stellabs, we started uh, 11 years back. We were uh, incubated by IIT Madras. Um, uh, and uh, we started with the uh, thought of technology uh, to the uh, Indian economy um, and started the dairy sector as, a, as, a, as the first use case. And uh, when we started, frankly, 
we didn't know how big the dairy sector was, uh, you know, being from a, a technical background. Um, for us, dairy sector was not, uh, you know, at that time uh, visible as uh, this big a potential. And uh, we started, uh, we somehow started uh, in the dairy sector applying IoT as a technology. And then it opened up in front of our eyes how big the dairy sector is, right? I mean, India's dairy, livestock, um, you know, all that together, if you take, it's almost about seven and a half to eight percent of India's GDP, um, right? It's $200 billion business um, every year. Um, so we started applying our uh, technologies in the uh, dairy sector, starting from cattle, uh, farm, milk collection, milk pouring, milk, um, you know, chilling, and the entire supply chain till the processing plant. So we have been developing solutions that can, uh, you know, help the farmer to look after his cattle better, uh, to get more profitability uh, from the cattle, um, to make sure that the farmer is getting a transparent uh, uh, rate for the milk he or she is producing. Um, get paid on time, uh, get more assistance, um, etc. So that's what we have been doing. And we are in about uh, 13 states in India uh, today. Uh, we have more than 200 uh, customers who are using our solutions. We usually uh, approach the farmers in a, a B2B2F uh, way. We approach the dairy companies, which are already, you know, have a relation with uh, uh, the farmers, and through them we with, work with the farmers. Um, we provide our digital uh, technologies uh, uh, to the dairy companies in the to uh, as extension services or transparent milk procurement, uh, payment systems, uh, or uh, cold chain monitoring, uh, the entire supply chain uh, tracking. So that's what we have been doing in the last uh, 11 years. We are in about 13 states. Um, we have more than 700 people working for us in uh, different, different uh, states. Um, and uh, we are making more and more inroads uh, in the dairy industry. Uh, that sounds really good. Uh, but over this last decade, uh, Ravi, what have been some of your major challenges that you had to navigate? Um, the first challenge was the infrastructural challenge uh, uh, in terms of uh, our technology has to work in the rural areas where there is no reliable power supply. Uh, even the network coverage is, no, is not always great. You may have 2G network, you may have 3G network, you may have no network uh, many days, and some days you will get a little bit of a coverage. Power supply is not very uh, regulated. Sometimes, you know, days together, you may have power supply, you may not have power supply. Um, uh, voltage may not be very uh, steady. Um, uh, technology may have to run on uh, you know, diesel generators, etc. Um, users are not always very educated users, uh, and it could be very dusty environment. Uh, our technology could be exposed to nature. I mean, it could be used in an area where rain. Um, falls um, on some of our uh, hardware that has been deployed in the field, etc. And also the other challenge is that uh, Indian farmers are usually very small farms. Okay, um, if you if you go to uh, advanced markets, uh, farmers are fairly big. Okay, I mean if you go to Europe, 
for example, on an average, a farmer has about 100 cows. If you talk about a dairy farmer in India, on an average, a farmer has about three cows. Uh, uh, so the affordability is also very low. You have to not only give a very robust uh, technology that works in a very unpredictable condition, but also at a at a cost that is uh, uh, very uh, you know small per farmer. Okay, so uh, these are all different challenges that we found uh, in our initial uh, days of operations. Sure. And um, on that note, my last question to you, uh, we can see from uh, your journey itself, how the landscape has evolved, you know, over the last decade, particularly over the last three to five years. Now, yeah. if you look at the turn of the decade, by then, how uh, do you, what do you expect to change in the in Indian agri-tech landscape? Where do you, um, where do you see uh, everything going? Um, do you see newer agri-tech startups coming up? Basically, what will the landscape look like by 2030? By 2030, uh, I think the farmers will be more digitally connected. Okay, um, so right now, the weakest link in the digital connection is the farmers uh, themselves. Maybe the dairy companies are adopting more digitization, Maybe you are to put devices on the you know cattle which are being monitored by the extension services or the or the veterinary doctors etc. But the farmers themselves are not that well digitally connected. I think by 2030 a lot of farmers will be digitally connected. Smartphone penetration is happening at a very fast pace in the rural areas. Even if you go to the remotest uh, um, areas. Uh, at least a few people will have smartphones. Um, there will be some kind of uh, smartphone usage. If you come to uh, um, slightly advanced uh, states, like let's say Karnataka or Gujarat, almost every farmer in his or her household will have one smartphone today. So digital connection to the farmer, I think, will be mostly complete by 2030. Um, and uh, farmers will be getting different services on their uh, phones, whether they want to buy agri-inputs, whether they want advisories on their phones uh, for their livestock, for their, uh, you know, for their crop, etc. I think that will be much easily accessible. Um, farmers will be able to access um, uh, credit services, cash withdrawal facilities, etc. right there in their uh, villages. And I think also that farmers will start getting more differentiated value for their product for quality. Today, uh, because of a lot more middlemen involved, sometimes farmers, even if they have a much better quality of yield, they may not always get that much better value for their crop. Farmers may not always see that much more profit for their crop, for the quality. I think by 2030, farmers will start really seeing a very clear difference in their income and profit based on the quality that they produce. Um, so I think you know these are uh, different things that will uh, happen by about 2030 in India for the uh, you know the rural farms. Looks very positive. Thank you so much, Ravi, for joining us on the show and sharing such great insights. Yeah, it was good. Uh, you know, uh, I'm, I'm glad to be here and uh, share the insights as well. And I hope 
uh, you know, um, that more and more uh, investors take note of how the uh, Indian rural market is opening up. Indian government is anyway supporting, I think, uh, you know, uh, bodies like NASCOM, Startup India, etc. are supporting our uh, 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 agri-sector uh, startups. More investors uh, will also come in and I think they will give further acceleration uh, to this uh, journey in 2020. Thank you so much for getting me on this show today. Thanks. Thank you so much. It was a pleasure having you on the show. Thank you. And thus, it's a wrap of yet another insightful episode of Disrupt X that wouldn't have been possible without the support of the team led by Upasana Barua. To our beautiful audience, thank you always for watching the show. Do follow us on social media. Send us your thoughts, questions, and feedback. If you have a disruptive story, Please do share that with us and get featured in our Did You Know segment. Watch out and stay tuned for our future episodes under the Impact series of Disrupt X.